minutes left. The Lakers have two. Bryant. To shot! What's going on, everybody? How we doing? Welcome to this week's edition of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network podcast. I am Tim Daniel. I'm here, as always, with our good friend Sean Mackey and our other good friend Joshua Hayes. How we doing, guys? What's up? What's going on? Uh, you know, just watching some World Baseball Classic while we record tonight. Very intense game. A little too close for comfort. Don't like it. <laughs> Don't like I just had it. a peek real quick. I, I'm a, I agree with you, man. Um, I'm, I'm, compl- I'm completely out of the out of the loop on this one. Who is playing right now? The U.S. and Japan for the, for championship. the championship. That's the Z. Okay. Yeah, the J- Japan's currently up two to one going into the fourth inning. Oh, okay. And uh, they they are probably going to use Otani to pitch at some point in this game. So, where are they playing these games? Miami. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun, man. The the World Baseball Classic gives off some like little league World Series vibes slash like college World Series vibes. It's definitely not like Major League Baseball. Like there's some excitement, like guys are getting riled up, like the yeah. crowd's crazy. So the crowd's been the best part. It's been like awesome just seeing like um what was it that uh Dominican Republic uh Venezuela game where Venezuela upset the Dominican Republic. That was like incredible. That crowd was just everything you want in a sporting event. So um I dug it. But we're here to talk basketball, which we'll probably kind of have a relatable topic a little later in the show if we have some time. Uh so guys, I wanted to start out obviously with the news today that comes out that uh New York Knicks great Willis Reed uh passed away today at 80 years old. Um obviously such a bummer because such a legendary career. Um Look, I, I said it earlier in the text message. This guy became an adjective, right? Like, if we got someone plays injured, it's they pulled a Willis Reed. Uh, this is the guy that led the Knicks to a title uh, on a broken leg. This is the guy that, uh, you know, is an NBA Hall of Famer, was voted one of the 50 greatest sports of all time, and then one of the 75 greatest sports of all time. Um, two-time NBA championship, two-time finals MVP, NBA MVP, seven-time All-Star. Uh, a hell of a career, obviously, so... I want to make sure we take a moment to shout out old Willis Reed and uh, rest in power, my friend. Yes, sir. What a guy. Yeah. That, that, the, if, if you're unfamiliar with Willis Reed's heroics, I definitely recommend checking out the 30 for 30 ESPN episode uh, when the garden was eaten. Narrated by one Mr. Uh, Michael Rappaport. That's one that I've watched probably like five times. That is that is just a absolutely phenomenal documentary, and Willis Reed is completely centered to that, and really kind of talks about his greatness. If you're if you're unaware and you're you just know him from NBA 2K these days, just brush up on your Willis Reed, man. He was a bad man. Yeah, he was very very bad dude. Um, so want to make sure we gave our love to him and his family before we did the show today. Uh, guys, history was made last night. Here in the NBA, I think we're the three guys that are perfect to talk about this because it finally happened. The Chicago Bulls 
somehow finally need a double overtime to beat Joel Embiid, but they did it. They are now 1-12 all-time against Joel Embiid as the Bulls had a 109-105 win in double overtime against the 76ers. Um, they're now, what, 8-5 and five since they signed Patrick Beverly, which just like, whatever. Um, we know how this goes. We know they're probably going to make the freaking playoffs because they're such a stupid franchise. Uh, they're currently at the 10, a half game behind Toronto for the nine. They are... So they're they're gonna get a home game in this stupid thing, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, they are. They are. This this is I'm I'm actually upset you even brought this up, Tim. I almost feel like you did this just to troll me today. Did you just want to get under my skin? Did you want to rub it in my face that my favorite franchise of all time continue to make stupid moves? They had two quarters to lose that game. They could have went zero and thirteen against Philadelphia 76er great Joel Embiid, but they just Patrick Beverly, Zach Levine couldn't let it go. And what a low scoring double overtime affair! I know one oh nine. Come on, man! Like, it was like I, the fourth quarter was like seventy eight seventy four at one point. I flipped over to Minnesota and New York, and it was seventy four seventy at halftime. I'm so disappointed in this franchise. They're gonna definitely make it to the playoffs. They're gonna end up losing in they're going to make the play-in game or they're actually going to make it into the first round. And it's, it's going to be a disaster, but that's cool. Cause Jerry Reinsdorf will make some money off of four game or I'm sorry, two games. It's just going to be four games, the whole series, regardless of circumstance, they're not going to win anything. And, uh, and then we're going to lose the draft pick. So uh, great. Good shot. Why do you hold on to the draft pick? The draft pick was never going to be theirs. It was just never going to happen. It could have if they would have just nope. gotten rid. Yes, yes, it could have. No, they, they were they were so far up, they were never going to catch up to where everyone else was. If they would have got rid of Demar Derozan and Vooch, who is a free agent, is going to end up leaving this season. Actually, you know what? He'll probably resign. They'll probably resign him. Yeah, they'll resign him. You know, but regardless, they were both worth money before before the trade deadline. They could have traded them in freaking January. And they could have tanked their way through the rest of the year. And then they could have shut Zach down the last eight weeks or something and said his ankle hurt or something. But they're too stupid to do that. So here we go. All right, so I'm we sorry. Had, so we had what? We had 32 losses when we got Pat Bev. Um, We had to – what place did we have to finish to, to keep the – like Top four. The, four, top four. Charlotte and Detroit are 50 and 56 losses. And uh, the Spurs are 52 and the Rockets are 54. We weren't catching them. We weren't catching any of those teams. Well, you, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you win, you know, if you get a little bit lucky in the draft, it could happen. It could happen. What was the, what was, what was Derek Rose's chances of landing to the Bulls? Oh, very slim. I agree, but this yeah. is way different. I don't know. Remember, they fought this whole anti-tanking thing for lottery purposes to make it harder. Well, it's dumb. It's all dumb. The great I thing is, is we turn right back around tomorrow and play the Sixers again. So um, <laughs> we can start a new losing streak. We'll get that lost right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
du- double overtime 109 105 wasn't that like king's clippers double overtime game something like 171 70. to like yeah, 164 like, like it was up there yeah talking about opposite sides of the spectrum man so weird uh man uh but yeah just had to make sure we touched on that because it was a thing and it's a slow news day so um what to kind of bring up uh old Dylan Brooks. Yeah. For the old Memphis Grizzlies. Because oh my god, he is becoming the most hated player of the NBA. And that's saying something when Draymond Green is like, Yeah, this guy sucks. Like when Draymond <laughs> Green says something about you, that says something. Uh just got suspended for a game for getting his 18th technical foul of the year. Um, this is a guy who started fights with a ton of dudes. Now he just kind of picks you know, he wants to smoke. I can, I'm all for like wanting the smoke. Like I'm all, yeah, all for, yeah. but like, I don't need an, I don't need a, a taller Pat Beverly and that's what he is. And it's like not in a good way either. Um, 2k today posted that start bench cut of Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green and Pat Beverly. I was like, what are you guys getting at here? Like, what are you getting at? Um, but you know, this Grizzlies team, obviously look, we know one circumstance. We're not talking about that. We've, we, we discovered it already. Uh, looks like he's going to be back playing tomorrow, though, which is good for him. I'm happy to see he's getting better. Um, but this is a Grizzlies team that's really trying hard to be hated. They're really trying a little too hard to, like, be hated. And I think it's like, you know, they're being hated but for the wrong reasons. It's like they're not the heel. They're the guy that no one wants to see in the match is what they are. Well, this is a this is a full smoke thing. I mean, and it's not they want to be hated. They want to be hard. They like want people to respect them. They want to come off as, you know, tough guys and everything. And you know what? The Grizzlies are number two in the West right now. Right. Which means they would be number four or five in the East if they were there right now. Mm -hmm. Um, John Morant's coming off of his weird drama. You know, Dylan Brooks, he's taking this moment right now to really bask in the glory of being uh, the guy, I guess, right now. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i okay with it. You know, I feel like every team, t- every good team typically has some sort of clown player at some point. You know, some of them are a little more evident than others, but like this is their clown guy. And you know, it's fine. You know, he's going to get suspended. I think that's stupid. Why? I don't know why. 18 technicals? How how does that even happen? And you and you get suspended after 16. So this has to be like his second time getting suspended. Yeah, so it's like I think every two after the 16, he continues to get suspended. So like I guess on on the 20th one, he would be suspended as well. So it's I don't know. I just I feel like at this point, I, I don't know what the point is because it's like you're 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 vying right now for playoff spots right now. And as of today, they'd be going up against the Mavericks, which, you know, whatever. But, you know, if you go down, like, let's say the Kings who are, you know, a game behind them, they end up taking over that number two seed again. That bumps them down to to three. And then guess what? You're playing the Warriors in round one. And I wouldn't want to play the Warriors in round one, regardless of circumstance. And you know who the Warriors want to play in round one? The Grizzlies. Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, word? They're Say like, less. Oh. They're like, oh, no. <laughs> we wanted Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just um, so stupid. Like, 
you know, I, I, I just kind of, I don't know. He's, it's not that he's a bad player. I'm not like going to say like he sucks at playing basketball by any means because he's a really good defender, obviously. But yeah. what he's doing is just like, like you mentioned, it's it, every good teams have this guy all the time. Um, you know, obviously the Bulls had Rodman, but he's not Dennis Rodman. He's not Draymond no. Green. No, like, he's not. He's definitely not Dennis Rodman. I mean, he's yeah. having. I mean, he's having a hell of a year though right now. So, um, but I don't know. He's, I I I don't know. <laughs> He's not even J.R. Smith. Like, come on now. He's not even J.R. Smith. Yeah. Well, not yet. He has to win a title to be J.R. Smith. Right. Yeah. Because J.R. Smith did not become J.R. Smith until that title was won and he took his shirt off. Like, that was that was it. <laughs> when Obama shouted him out for it. <laughs> God, he was so good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> of J.R. Smith. <laughs> it did yeah. Rule. But yeah, man, I thought that was kind of a thing we had to touch on. Uh, so kind of, he's just kind of doing his thing over there. Um, let's see if we can get a little conversation out of this one, because this has kind of been a hot button of late. Um, as you know, in our Bench God segments, we do on a week-to-week basis normally. We haven't done that in a couple weeks now. We should get better at that. Um, I once shouted out a man earlier this year, one Austin Reeves of the Los Angeles Lakers who uh, has literally carried their offense for about a week now with what he's doing with the, with, with his shooting ability, you know, with all the guys hurt and AD sometimes being awful on offense, sometimes being pretty darn good. Um, D'Angelo Russell being in and out of the lineup. Uh, Austin Reese has been carrying the load offensively off the bench. He just had a huge 24 point game. He's becoming a very big hot button in the talks of the off season. So here's the funny thing about this guys. The three off three st- offseason storylines we have so far are who gets Wembeyama, is James Harden going back to Houston, and what's going to happen with Austin Reeves? What a weird yeah. world we're in. But uh, looks like they're talking about like a four year, fifty two million dollar deal for his full contract is what people are talking about. So the Lakers have let these guys walk before. You know, one of them is playing for the Bulls right now. Do they learn from their mistake? Is Austin Reeves back with LAL next year, or are they going to not match it if he gets a nice little restrictive free agent offer? Well, I don't, I don't know what their salary cap issue is. Going the only the people season. they have on the books for next year are LeBron, AD, and Jared Vanderbilt. You got to, you got to sign him, Billy Kobe, man. You got to sign him. I agree. You got to sign him. I mean, at at the most critical point in your season trying to keep yourself relevant, to even have a shot at getting into the playoffs to get a title, he is carrying the load on the on the nights that AD is off. And what did he put up, 35 the other night? 35, 6, and 6. He was awesome. And Shot he was six, 64% from the field that night. And he was out there. He was out there baking too, man. Like, they're, <laughs> like he, he, he's got some skill. Like, there's some skill set there. That's not yeah. just like a one-off. Like, that's that's – I've seen him cross some cats over before and get himself like he's got an arsenal and, you know, he's starting to knock down some shots and. Oh, he's a hooper. He's definitely a hooper. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, like his journey, right? Like, didn't he start at Wichita state Mm -hmm. and then transfer to Mm -hmm. Oklahoma and then not get drafted. Yep. And then here he is, like I said, out here just baking guys and, and, and I know that everybody's like AD this and AD that, but um, 
the Lakers have a legit shot of potentially even getting to the number six spot still yeah. with the way that everything's going right now. I know they lost that game in, in Houston that they probably shouldn't have lost. And No um, one played, though. I know nobody played, but still. But, I mean, yeah, you, you don't lose to Houston. That's inexcusable. I agree. Like, their record, you know, if they have some favorable matchups that they can win some games, and if they could just get to a point where they can get LeBron back, which, you know, word word out on the street is that it kind of leaked that he wouldn't be coming back until the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I don't know how true that is, but that was what was rumored to be said that it got leaked out. Um, they need they need somebody other than AD and D'Lo and all these other guys that have been stepping up. And I mean, Reeves is like, I'll take on that responsibility, man, and I'll do it justice. Yeah, he's very likable. Big fan. Yes, he, he is. That's definitely you love to see a guy like this who's really just had to grind his way onto an NBA team and actually, you know, and he's on the brightest stage too. He's out in LA right now. And he's like, like Josh said, he's totally cooking. I mean, over the last 10 games, this guy's averaging 17 points a game, three rebounds, five assists, 55% from the field, 35% on three, 28 28 minutes a game. I mean, he is, uh, he's in a great spot right now uh, to get a decent contract and also, you know, also like Josh said, you know, they do have a legit shot. They're two games out of the sixth spot basically right now. So um, next couple games, uh, they're going, they're playing the Suns. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's absolutely winnable, but it is kind of absolutely winnable. Thunder, definitely. Bulls and Bulls. Bulls back to back. They got that shit. <laughs> they better. I hope. I hope. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to be in. They would be stupid to let him go at this point. I mean, grow your talent, sign your talent, keep them there. Um, it, this whole like, I don't know. I feel like the Lakers are always just chasing the wrong players at the wrong times. Like they're always they vote Russell Westbrook. Perfect example of that. You know, Carmine. but I tell you what's what's going to fully, fully blame LeBron on that one, though. <laughs> I tell you what's going to get interesting, and I don't know how this is going to play out, right? But their last four games: Jazz, Clippers, Jazz, um, yeah, Jazz, Clippers, Jazz, and um, who's the other team that they play? But they they got a they got a chance that this is going to come down to um, the Suns. So it goes: Jazz, Clippers, Suns, Jazz. These two jazz games, like all of a sudden, become super important. Yeah. Um, especially with the jazz, like they won't go away, man. I was saying the jazz was the team that was going to fall out and the Lakers were going to get in. Um, but the things. jazz are like, they're like holding on to that 10 spot dearly, man. They're like, they keep kind of tweaking in and out, but like they took out Phoenix the other night. And uh, I mean, they, they just don't give, man. They, they play hard every single night. Says, says the man with the jazz hat. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going to go there. No, I, I think the Jazz are doing great this year. I, I'm super happy for them. I don't know if Danny Ainge is as happy as I am, but. <laughs> yeah, I just realized they're literally a game and a half behind Golden State for the sixth seed. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. What a stupid conference. 
what a weird year, man. Yeah, just none of it makes any sense at all. No, I mean, and I, I have no idea. Like, when we get when we actually get the playoff seating locked down, like I, I, I don't know who's gonna win anything. I yeah. mean, I, I would not be surprised by literally anything in the playoffs this year. I think it might be one of the most interesting playoffs that we've ever had come up, and I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be unbearably exciting. I um when I was in Charlotte on Friday for Trenton's thing, there was like three or four scouts hanging out. And we we're just kind of all talking. And I was like, so who's gonna win this freaking thing? I was like, I've been saying I think it's gonna be Boston, but the more yeah. I watch them, Joe Mazzula screws up crutch time every night. He's like John Calipari. Um and I was like, I don't trust any team in the West whatsoever. Phoenix, if they're healthy for sure, but like I don't think Denver's very good. I think uh Jokic has just quit no. playing completely, de- completely completely quit playing defense. Embiid is now the leading candidate for the MVP. We can say what we want to about you know the conversation we had last week. He's the leader. That's yeah. that's what that's where we're at now. Um, but so I was like, who is it? Like, and they're like, uh, like if you're putting money on anyone, it's Milwaukee. They're like, it's just they're the most they're the trustworthy. Sa- would, they're the safest team. bet right now. Safest yeah, they're the bet. most trustworthy team right now. As far as health, talent, and playing well together, I know, you they, know what you you know what you're going to get out of them every night. You know every what you're going to get. Well, and Brooke Lopez has reinvented himself as a defensive superstar. Oh my god, I mean, he's he's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. I mean, it is so funny to think where we were like a couple years ago, where like nobody really wanted him, and then he ended up on the Lakers, and he had that really good year where he decided he was going to become like the best three point shooting center of all time, <laughs> and then they were like. Eh, we're good and they don't re-sign him he eventually ends up in milwaukee he ends up starting out there and he has been so good and he is such a part of their success him and rue holiday especially like they are they are so defensively sound with him um he is a great he's i love brooke lopez man he is uh he's a great player He's a, just yeah. a really, really great player. He's done he's a, a lot of amazing three and D center. <laughs> yeah, he's so he's so unique. Like I, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even think he would be in the league at this time four years no, ago. I didn't, I didn't even think he would still be here. And he is so effective and just he's gotten so much better. And how much do we give credit to Bud on that? We have to because I think he's done okay. a great job laying a foundation. I mean, you look at like Marjan Bouchamp. Who they drafted in the first round this year has been a really, really good player for them. Um, Joe Ingles recovers from a torn ACL sooner than Lonzo Ball plays basketball ever again, which is laughable. Um, but you know, and like comes in, it's like, oh man, I haven't walked for six weeks, but I can still knock threes down. Um, their bench is really good. They're gonna their their rotation come the postseason is gonna be interesting to see where they cut. Because you got to think it's probably Bobby Portis will obviously be in there if after the starting five. Pat, Pat. Um, I don't think Marshawn will be there though. He has definitely earned the conversation. And then Joe Ingles, um, you know, it's a deep ass bench. Who, who's who's the older guy? What's his name? Carter. Javon Carter. Yeah, Javon he's got to be in there. He'll be yeah. there. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be in the rotation. I mean, he's been really good, and he's just have- got like the ultimate swagger. He does. He does. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I I think those guys are right. I think like Milwaukee probably is the safest bet right now if you're if you're looking at it. But once again, I'll say this. Nothing would surprise me this year. Nothing. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You got to think they got guys on their roster just that that 
um, just for playoff purposes, you know, Drogic, Matthews, like yeah. those, I mean, they're probably going to roll with those guys. I don't know. I don't know how their rotation will be, but those guys will be on the bench and they'll come in at some point to give them some spells and some minutes. Uh, Jay Crowder, like they, they've built their team. They, they have, they have overhauled their team, their, especially their bench to be built to win a championship. Yeah, I agree, man. I think they've done just an amazing job. Shout out the mid-market team being way smarter than the major market teams, by the way. Yeah. So uh, that's been pretty awesome. I've really enjoyed that. So I I dig it, man. I really dig it. I think Milwaukee's a lot of fun. Uh, they're a team I'm really going to enjoy. I really do want to see Philly win it. I just, you know, it's Doc yeah. Rivers. He's going yeah. to get in his own way. And as much as I think the Celtics are awesome, um, though that's looking tricky now because Jalen Brown, when they're like, What's your future gonna look like here? And he's yeah. very, very non discreet about what's next for oh, him. He's, I, I think he's gone too because I, I do I too. Yeah, I, there's no way they're gonna commit that much money to him. And the thing is, he's gonna end up leaving and end up becoming like an MVP candidate someplace. Like, it, I, I can already see the writings on the wall. This is gonna be like, yeah, that's heart. Harden type situation that and that trade OKC. speculation with KD, I think really got to him. And um, I think it's still bothering him now. He's like, why you want me now? Like you were about to trade me for KD. Well, and you're going to throw all this money at me. He's like, that's cool. I'll go get it somewhere else. Well, and, and was it, isn't Tatum like super tight with KD as well? I think. Yeah. Cause the yeah. TSA. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, He's probably getting in his head a little bit, but yeah, I I think he's gone after next. Is it next season? One yeah, year, he's he's a year away. Yeah, this is it, man. If they they'll, I have a feeling they'll probably they'll probably come to a point and end up trading him or something next year so they can get something out. There's no way they let him just walk. I I would hope anyway if they were smart, but you know. Yeah, he's also really good friends with Kyrie Irving, so. Take that for what it is. Um, him being Jalen Brown, not. I don't know if J- I don't know Jason Tatum's relationship with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, um, I can imagine he's smarter than to get involved there. But um, I did laugh at the whole Kyrie Irving Dylan Brooks jersey exchange where Kyrie didn't take Dylan Brooks jersey. That that was right. kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. So he like in a press conference they were like, "Why didn't you take it?" He's like, "I probably will next time." That's <laughs> that. That's such a non-response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. He did say like something about why he didn't, but then he followed it up with, uh, I, I'll, I'll take it next time. So uh, we've talked about all these teams that we think could win the title. We'll tell you one who's not, and that's the Portland Trailblazers because they'll never win anything because they're also a really dumb franchise who has no idea how to do anything at all right. They're the biggest joke of morons in the Western Conference I've ever seen run a front office. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable how stupid they are. And they have a guy who's like wanting to stay there. They like one of the best shooters ever. One of the best point guards in the game is like, guys, I want to be here. Build a team around me. Let's make shit happen. And they're like, we'll trade for Cam Reddish, but we'll give up Josh Hart for him. And you're like, <laughs> what? No, no, dude. Portland's been a clown show for years, man. And they have squandered. Unreal. They have squandered 10 seasons of a gift of an NBA player that is Damian Lillard. Like he's not even, he's not even one of the greatest shooters of all time. He's one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, and he's probably their best player they've ever had. He is, he is the, he is the Joey Votto of the, of the That's Portland a good Trailblazers. One. That's like, a good just, one. It's like, he's on this Island 
the Calvin like, Johnson he of is, the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, he he is great. He is absolutely great at what he does. He goes out there and gives 110% every single night that he plays. He's so competitive. He's such a good shooter. Like I don't even think we talk about like I mean I would say he was he's downright underrated as a shooter and he just won the three-point contest. Seriously. He's and, a no-pick gold medalist. He's a multi-time all-star. Like yeah, and and he refuses to leave and they refuse to build around him. Like what the hell are they doing? Like he had an out two or three years ago too. When all those rumors started hitting, he could have left. Yeah. He could have been like, get me the F out of here. Let's go. And they would have probably been like, yeah, that's fine. We don't care about anything. So sure. They would have done it. They would have done it. Cause they don't care about anything. They've never cared about anything. This is a team that hasn't won a title since Bill freaking Walton was on there in the seventies. They don't know how to run an operation. They squandered Drexler. They squandered well, Brandon Brandon Roy, but that's that that's Brandon a whole Roy thing. Lamarcus Aldridge cheer, duo should have been oh. unbelievably incredible. They it were was. it awesome. was it was it was it was incredible. What was that? They just what was that one stat? Those two and Greg Oden had like an eight seventy eight percent like winning percentage, like a seven eighty winning percentage as a trio. Sure. sure, when they were all playing together, what was that like? Eight games or it was like <laughs> yeah, it was only like it was like fifty or sixty. But like, okay. I didn't know they played yeah. that many games together. I didn't Oden. either. That's incredible. Yeah, I, th- I think Alex gave you that stat actually. That's um, definitely an Alex stat. He is a uh, he is a uh, a closet Portland Trailblazers fan. Always has been. Like that guy. He who is the um, Rudy Fernandez? God, he oh, loved God. Rudy Fernandez. He went on and on about him all the time. Man, he's like, oh man, Rudy, Rudy's my guy. <laughs> so the Blazers have now lost six in a row. They are out of the race, which I think I didn't even count them when we were talking about our uh, contenders recently. Um, they have. Let me just like real quick and see where they're at. They are currently locked at the sixth spot in the lottery, um, which the Bulls were supposed to get that pick because it was, but it was lottery protected. So uh, I think we're at the point where how many games do they have left? Like 10? Yeah. Shut, uh, them, down. Shut, shut them down. Shut them down. Yeah, there's no, there's no shame in that, and they're gonna be, they're gonna be in the lottery. Um, they're gonna have a shot. Um, I'm hoping they don't win though, because they don't deserve it. No, no, they don't deserve okay. it. Can we do that segment right now? Let's go. Let's do it. Who are the most deserving teams for Victor Wembayama in the lottery? Um, I'm most gonna go deserving? number one. Go number one, Orlando. Orlando. Absolutely. They want to win. For once, they're doing the right moves in their franchise history. For once, what they're doing makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go like, number two. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead. I go go. Number two, you're gonna let. All right, let me let me pick one. Let me pick one. Here we go. Yeah, go for it, please. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is another team that I like. What they've done, they've just been riddled with injuries and dumb shit. The Pelicans. Okay. Josh, who do, you, who do you have for three in the most deserving Wembeyama sweepstakes? Not the who's going to get him because well, Houston one, does not deserve him. One, it's neither. It's none of those three teams that are in the bottom in the West. Um, no, nope. They should be suspended. They should all be suspended and barred from even drafting in the first round next year, and like just let their picks go to somebody else. Um, but in all honesty, um, I, I'm I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, I, I like feel it. Like I feel like Detroit is, is, is they're young. They've drafted well over the past few years that they're, they're, they're guys they drafted. I mean, um, their number one pick got hurt 
and um, they're still playing hard. They're still trying to win games. And I mean, I think he just brings another piece to that team um, where they have a young core. And then you might see in a couple of years here where Detroit turns it around. So um, I definitely like uh, the Orlando pick. Um, I know, Sean, you've been a big fan of Orlando all year. You, th- you think they're fun to watch. They got some really good young pieces. Um, dude, I could only imagine Victor and, and uh, Banchero. Oh, my God. Um, Give it to me. What's the, yeah. uh, what's, Ooh, the my... Bati- what's the Batista meme? Give me what I want. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just draping myself in pinstripes if uh, oh, me too. If he if he ends up going down to Orlando, I'm just gonna go all in. I'm gonna hide all my bullshit, and that's gonna be that's gonna be it, man. Because I'm I, with you, dude. But think about think about Detroit with Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivy and Victor. Dude, not yeah. even that. Jalen Duran, James Wiseman. Like, your big man. Well, I was just saying that because those were those, awesome. those, those were their last those were their last two picks coming. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, low key, they're too far ahead. I can't imagine unless like the you know we have a Derrick Rose situation. If the Pacers somehow win this lottery, I'm going to be so freaking excited. Yeah, see, I didn't pick them because they they were too. Yeah, that's the whole reason I didn't pick the Pacers. But, whoo, man, Tyrese Halliburton, Ben and Matherin, Buddy yeah. Heald, yeah. Miles Turner, Victor Wembeyama. Like, yes, did you you move Miles to the four? Oh my <laughs> lord! So you have to, uh, yeah. And I think just for the sake of, you know, I think they're doing it the right way. Um. I hate that they've the franchise come to this. The Spurs definitely deserve to be in the deserving conversation, not the undeserving conversation. Like Houston, Charlotte, no, you guys don't deserve them. Get out of here. Um, what? So, why do you think? Why do you think the Spurs are deserving though? Because they well, they've tanked like hell this year too. Yeah, but they you have. Gotta think about this, man. Like they've been good for so long. Like yeah, 20, 20 something years of just well, winning. Yeah, but but also also at a certain point, I feel like the NBA needs to kind of go up and down. I mean, you think about how the luck that they ended up getting Duncan in the first place. They had one year where David Robinson, who was such a force on their team, ends up getting hurt, breaks his leg. They end up winning the lottery the next year. They come back with both of them. They win the 1999 NBA championship. I mean, it's I don't know, man. Like they've been, I, I'm, I'm ready for someone else. I'm kind of ready for Pop to go ahead and ride off in the sunset. They have had one of the greatest, most historic runs in NBA history. It's, it's time for something else, man. I'm, I'm all in. Like we don't, the Spurs don't have to be good for the NBA to be good. They don't, but they. I'm just saying they were. <laughs> oh no, they were. They were. They were. They're going to get Brandon Miller, and everyone's going to be pissed because he's going to be an immediate superstar. That's the rumor. That's like, that's going to happen. And everyone's going to be like, fuck, the Spurs got Brandon Miller. Their player development, we're screwed. We're all done for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I could see both ways. But yeah, I mean, the, I think the Spurs are still a really well-ran organization. It's not like they have some doofuses that are like, think that like they know how to like establish a basketball team they just got old and they're like okay we're old let's get younger and let's get better players and we have a guy to build around in Kelton Johnson so 
Um, I I would put didn't them. They, didn't they lock? Didn't they lock him down recently for like a four year deal too? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, also undeserving. The Wizards. Do not do it. Do not let them win this stupid lottery. God, I do not want to see him in a. I do not want to see Victor in a Wizards jersey. I don't want to see him in a Pacers or Pistons jersey too, just because that's 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 my. Central Division. Those are my those are Central Division rivals, and I have a pact with myself that I can't wear their jerseys. So <laughs> I don't I, I can't. There's too much hate there. All right. Last last on the deserving or undeserving Wembe on the list. Where do we put Toronto? Because I feel like they're 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 not very good this year, but they have good players and they've done a good job of building a team for the future. They did just win a title not too long ago. Do you guys remember they won a title, by the way? Yeah, it's they like, did. It, it legitimately like, happened. It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, um, the uh, everybody went crazy for one day in Toronto, and then they yeah, cleared the streets, and everybody forgot about it. Yeah, they're like, oh, the Maple Leafs are playing again. All right, yeah, cool. That was so that was th- that was exactly what happened, <laughs> dude. Toronto low key is becoming a very fun sports town. So the Blue Jays are actually really good again, and all the guys in their team are second generation MLB players. Like that's really cool. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is there. Do we have uh, a Bichette. Yeah, Dante Bichette's son, Bo. Um, okay. Craig Biggio's son, Caven. It's like all, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and they're big, all good. Who was their big guy in the 90s? Was it Joe Carter? Was he their Joe big Carter. guy? So is his Fre- son playing anywhere? <laughs> I haven't seen him pop up. Fred McGriff's son is nowhere to be seen just yet. So, okay. so right. Fred McGriff is in the Hall of Fame this year. So that's pretty I'll tell awesome. You, tell you I what like else would be interesting. Um, something we didn't touch on, but... There's, um, you know, some buzz going around about um, MJ selling the Hornets and sitting here thinking about that sell goes through, right? And it goes through before the draft. And then all of a sudden Charlotte wins and they get Victor. And that's the first time that the, the Hornets have a draft pick that's worth something. And they go on and end up like winning a championship or something. I was like, how ironic would that be? The, the franchise, I mean, just think about how much money it's going to go up in value if they get him like that yeah. one, that one player changes everything for a franchise. So, yeah. Can we do like a fantasy draft episode where we just go through and we all pick Michael Jordan draft picks? No, it's too depressing. I don't want to do that. There's like two good players. like Kwame Brown. You know, do you know <laughs> that um, I was just reading today that we're talking about this, that, the year that he drafted Frank Kaminsky. Devin Booker was on this floor. Yeah. But not only that, Boston, I guess, had a deal in place to trade for that pick. And it was like three or four first round draft oh. picks. Yeah, it was like and, it was, that was that and, was like the deal they couldn't refuse. They and, like and he wouldn't and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, I remember that. And Boston ended up with that with that pick, Boston ended up getting Jalen Brown one. But it just goes to it, it baffles me like how great of a player that you could be in and turn around and just not be able to run a team. Yeah. I mean, he has a he has a mansion sitting up in in Chicago that's been empty for 20 years. I watched a real estate video on it. There's a, a whole tour that shows you his empty mansion. And I, I forget how much it's it, it's like 40 million or something now, where it was like a at one point worth like a hundred million or something. I mean, it is an absurd piece of property. He cannot get rid of it. It's been empty for 20 years. I mean, that's just the kind of stuff. I mean, he, he built like 
like a castle, like an amazing castle that no one can afford. And now they can afford it, but they probably wouldn't be able to afford the taxes or the upkeep on the property. You'd have to have a whole team over there to do it. I mean, but that's just the kind of stuff that he does, man. And, you know, what does he make? A hundred million dollars a year off of off of Nike right now? Didn't Charlotte draft Jalen Duran? Sort of. Or did they draft him and trade him to Detroit? Yeah, it was well. It was the Knicks pick via the Hornets that went to Detroit all in the same night. Oh, I kind of forgot. I remember, I remember that, but I forgot about it because I was screaming at the television. I was like, "What are they doing? This is a no-brainer. Keep Jalen Duran." Like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> nope, we'll send him to Detroit. So, so just the so just the um to reiterate. So Adam Morrison. Brandon Wright, <laughs> Brandon DJ, Wright, DJ Augustine, oh. Gerald Henderson, Tobias Harris, Kimball Walker, good. but they none of those guys played for the Hornets. They <laughs> except for Kimba. Yeah, um, they were Bobcats players. Uh, Gerald Henderson, uh, Gilcrest, and Cody Zeller. Yep, they drafted Shea Gilgis Alexander and traded him on draft night. I was about I to say, not, Shea, I didn't know that. They drafted Shea and traded him. Malik Monk, Malachi Richardson, Frank Kaminsky. Malachi Richardson. Oh my God. Oh. I mean, if you did an all Jordan first round draft pick team, they are probably going down as beating the Bobcats' worst season record. You didn't even mention Juan Dixon, Kwame Brown. <laughs> Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown. Uh, Kwame oh. Brown. Holy Are you crap. guys, uh, Sean? I know you have the movie pass now. Are you guys gonna go see Air in theaters? You're gonna wait till it's on uh, wherever Amazon or wherever. Oh yeah, I'm I'm going opening weekend for that. Yeah, yeah I'll like probably you. go watch it too. If I could get out of the house, I definitely plan to. They're saying it's the greatest dad movie of the last twenty years, so you should go see it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm down now. for that. I know that's true. I am, and plus, it's like basketball. my shit. Yeah, it is. Know. Yeah, they, everybody. The reviews came out for it the other day. They, I guess, they screened it. It was at South by Southwest or something. One of the one of the uh, film festivals ended up screening it, and they said it's excellent. So um, the and cast I, is excellent. The cast is excellent. Did you read the blurb about about Michael Jordan's only only request for them making the movie? So, mm-hmm. um, so the <laughs> so I guess Ben Affleck ended up. Um, ended up going out to actually speak to Michael Jordan about like filming this movie. And uh, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you can go ahead and make it. And, you know, but uh, oh, the only, the only thing, if you're going to make this movie, my mother has to be played by Viola Davis. <laughs> nice. Like That was it. Like he was like, he's like, she's playing her. He's like, you, and he was like, done. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, and she kind of—I mean, they've—they—they uh, they, kind of made her like one of the bigger parts of the movie too. But uh, he was—he was very adamant about that. And if you look at them, if you look at a picture of his mother from the '80s, and you look at yeah. how they have her fixed up, very similar. They did very a great similar. job. Did a very great job. That was great casting. Yeah, I like it. I'm yeah. excited. They've kept enough of the movie under wraps that I kind of don't really know the the angle of what the movie goes. I mean, from what I'm gathering is. You know, Mike's not in the movie at all, you right. know, um, yeah. so even anybody playing Mike. So 
after that's space interesting. Jam, after Space Jam, he said, uh, "I had such a great job acting. I'm the I'm an amazing actor. I just I can't do it again." Man, this cast is unreal. Jay Moore is in this movie. I know. I forgot all about him. He's in it. And, there, and Michael Jordan, there is somebody actually playing Michael Jordan in the movie. A guy named Damian Young. So uh, I don't know if he's just there. He might just be like in the background. You might not be able to get a good look at him. He might be like a mythical figure in the movie who just kind of talks in the shadows. One of those kind of things. But um, he's in, but Bateman's in it. Chris yeah. Messina is in it. Chris Tucker is in it. Like, this is a great cast. And then Viola Davis. I mean, just absolutely just a just a great cast made for this movie. I'm hoping this is like the next like Moneyball, like the great like sports drama that yeah. comes out. Cause I that is like a movie I've probably watched 10, 15 times over the last couple of years. I love Moneyball. Yeah, it's it's tremendous. What's like the next big sports thing like this we can do a movie of? Like would it be um, Shaq's negotiation with the Lakers and the Magic? That would be a fun, interesting movie after watching the documentaries about all that, like drama. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I. The thing is, I, I don't think I, I feel like the guys like our age would really enjoy that, but I just don't think there's enough lore there to, to captivate a casual audience with the Orlando Magic because, like, there's a lot of kids today they don't really know who penny hardaway is like he's i mean they know he's a coach but they don't know i mean they have no idea how big of a player he was and how popular he was and how popular Shaq was so yeah i mean think about it um off the top of my head i've not seen it yet but you know they just did a disney just did a movie about Giannis, who is probably one of the top three most famous basketball players in the game right now right and it was like straight the streaming, you know, no movie, nothing. I hear like, it's good. And it probably is. What I'm saying is, is like they try to make the buzz out of it, but but still there's this, there's only a few athletes that yeah. anytime that a movie's gonna get made, that there is gonna be buzz about. And you know, it's guys like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, um, and I think LeBron James will probably be in that category after he retires. They decide to do something, you know, for him, but not many guys can, you know, 30, 40 years later. I mean, we're talking Jordan hasn't played since 03. So 20 years after retirement, still got the number one selling shoe. They have a movie coming out about how the, the, the deal went down for the shoe to even happen. And it's like, people can't wait to go see it. He's the sole reason the Bulls are still in the top five in merchandise sales every year. Yep. He's Which probably still got the Bulls' number one selling jersey. Yeah, I'm sure he does. 100%. It is embarrassing, but um, it is what it is. Him All and right. Will Purdue. <laughs> Jason Caffey is a close three. <laughs> oh, man. So, I want to kind of get some into this real quick before we get out of here. Uh, this week's full court heave. Heave, 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 heave. So, Josh and I mentioned earlier, World Baseball Classic has been super fun. Uh, Team USA right now down two runs in the sixth inning, running out of chances. Uh, but it's been, you know, great. It's been a lot of fun. You know, it's awesome to see, like, people really getting into it. And we've talked about this before with, like, the World Cup's obviously huge whenever it happens in, in soccer. Uh, we obviously all go crazy over the Olympics. But, like, I think the FIBA World Championships are always left out here. And I'm kind of curious your guys' thoughts on this. I'm like, what you want to see that they can take away from the World Baseball Classic to make this more enjoyable? Because one of the big things I'm noticing is like, 
So, World Baseball Classic, U.S. is normally competitive, doesn't always win it. The World Cup, the women's team is always in the running. They don't always win it. The men's team, occasionally in it. We kick ass in basketball every time. I don't know why it's like, we're America, we're like, okay, whatever. They just put a ball to hoop, but it's like, yeah, but we kick ass at it every year. And you guys are like, maybe this men's soccer team might make the World Cup. And the basketball team goes out there and whoops ass every time. And it's not like a star power. Kevin Durant plays. Jason Tatum plays. It's a lot so of our great players. So Here's what I think has happened over the years, right? So since 92, the Olympics was made the big deal, right? right. It was the first time we were allowed to get pro athletes in the Olympics. So... 2000, uh, so you got 92, 96, 2000, gold, you know, 2004, and then all of a sudden, you know, whatever year it was where we finished, I think it was 2004, where we got the bronze. Um, yeah. And, and then, then 2006, they lost the world championships. Yeah. And then 2006, we lost the world championships. And I feel like that was like the last time um, we came back and won it. And then I think that was like the last time it was relevant. Then it's always still been about the Olympics for some reason. It's like, hey, everybody wants to beat the U.S. in Olympics. So, like, we got to send teams to the Olympics to be able to compete. And then we take FIBA, right, and we use it to qualify for the Olympics. And we don't yeah. take the same team that we take to the Olympics sometimes. That's a great Mo point, actually. Most of the time they don't. Right. So, you know, it's almost like we use, we use that for a stepping stone to play in the Olympics. And – I'm kind of with you, Tim. I was like, I feel like the FIBA championships should almost be more important than the Olympics, just based off of, um, you know, all these other countries who are, they are catching us. Like, I don't care what anybody says. They are catching us. For sure. In skill set. I mean, even this past uh, Olympics when we went, I mean, it took heroics. Australia beat him the first game, yeah. Right, Australia. And it took heroics from Kevin Durant for us to be able to even win the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Him and take, like, these guys had to step up and play some serious basketball. So, like, people are coming for us. Um, but I don't know. I've, I've never understood why the, the the international piece of that tournament has not been important to us as the Olympics are. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. I feel like the atmosphere would be a lot better, too. Like, if we make those games important, I mean, we would – playing some smaller arenas where it only fits like 15, 16,000 people. And like, let's go at it. Yeah. We don't, have, we don't have to play at the, we don't have to play at the garden, you know? Um, also it's weird. America never really hosts FIBA. They always play in like China. So the games are on like 4am. Well, maybe that's also another reason why maybe it would be different if we hosted. Well, I don't, I don't know. I feel, I know this is going to sound weird, but I feel like, Every time they have the fee, but there's the teams are never consistent. Like you said, the, we're using it as a qualifier. A lot of these guys will play the Olympics, but they won't play in FIBA. But like over the years, you've had so many good teams that have went. And like, can we just talk about how good dream team two was right? Like, like this is the team that they had that they sent to them. Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Who was one of the biggest players in the country at the time. Derek Coleman, Joe Dumars, Kevin Johnson, Larry Johnson, Dan Marley, Reggie Miller, Zoe, Mark Price, Steve Smith, and freaking Dominique Wilkins. That was the team that went in the 1994 FIBA tournament. Like, how good is that? How fun is that team? Not and crazy, that have, 
Not that we the haven't crazy thing teams is, out is, there since, but the crazy thing is, is name the dream team in the '96 Olympics now. Reggie Miller, Grant, Grant Hill, Clyde Drexler, Scotty Pippen, Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, Hakeem Olajuwon, because he wore the goggles in that tournament. So yeah. did Reggie so you, Miller actually. So you've named two. You've named two guys off that team that played in the Olympics so far. Barkley. Os- Barkley. Um, I had this. I had this. I, I, yeah, I had this team's poster hanging up in my room when I was a kid. John Stockton. Oh, I will. So I will tell you. I had one post. I had a. I had an actual champion jersey from the '96 Olympics. The best Team USA jersey ever. I agree. I agree. Who do you think I had? Um, you've told me this actually, but I can't remember because I have. I have the Penny one still. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely not Penny. So the 1996 Mark Price jersey. wasn't it? Nope. Mitch Richmond. Nice. Oh, Mitch. I had that and I strutted into, you know, sixth, seventh grade with that all the time with my value city Jersey that had a cut champion tag at the bottom. I wore that proudly. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the best team USA Jersey of all time. It's I the agree. absolute I, best. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. So good. I had a, I had a folder that I took to school every day that had that dream team on it. Like they were just, so good. Dude, so good. Remember the trading cards for that team? They were like super yeah. like, yeah, you could buy the I had packs. A, I had a collector's book that I got from a scholastic book fair that yep. had all the stuff from that. Like, I mean, that it's a million years ago, man, but that was a fun team. Gary Payton but, was on that team too. But my, Michael refused to do it that year. He's like, no, nah, I've already won two gold medals. I'm good. Like, yeah, Scotty can go. But that's what's happening. These yeah. guys are winning gold medals and they're like, we don't want to play no more. Imagine, imagine if we said, hey, for one year, right, 2024 or whatever year we're going to play in the Olympics now because of how COVID jacked everything up. It goes back to 24. We're we're going to send the top 12 players in the NBA that qualify as, as American. Right? Yeah. But now we're like scouting Alex Caruso to play Team USA. Like Steve Kerr's like asking him. Think I'm about cool it. You it. send guys like you send Tatum and Booker and Durant and LeBron and Curry, and then somehow you get Joel Embiid to go. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, like we're not getting beat. Like yeah. we're really not going to get beat. We're not. Just look at that. Go back and look at the 2012 team. Like when, like, we're not getting beat. But yeah. we don't do that. We I send Kel- We send Keldon Johnson and, you know, guys like that. So. Yeah, I haven't seen who's all committed because I think FIBA is this summer. Yeah, 2023 FIBA World Cup. And I, I honestly am not 100% certain who's on the USA roster. So, um it's gonna be in where is it where is it this year? But anyway, so I just wanted to kind of get some thoughts on that because I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, all right, guys. With that being said, we're gonna wrap up this week's edition of the 40 Minutes Basketball Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Please take time to give us a shout out on a nice solid five-star review. Check out our merch at 40 minutes basketball network.merchmake.com. Also, Check out Prince of Hoop podcast with Louisville Commit Trenton Flowers here on the network. We should be up later this week as well. So on behalf of Sean and Josh, I am out. I'll see you all soon.